Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 135. I'm your host, Wax, here with my co-host, as is always, producer Keith, who apparently skipped Thanksgiving. Uh, an interesting story behind that. Maybe, maybe not that interesting. Oh, it's tonight to Thanksgiving. Talk about it. Well, it was yesterday. I was going to say oh, that okay. uh, we're having a little bit of pre-show talk about, oh, how was your Thanksgiving? Keith was like, eh, didn't do anything. I was like, it's not surprising, I guess. I didn't say I didn't do anything. I cooked. I just didn't go anywhere. Well, that's why I was interesting. I was like, you didn't go to the family Thanksgiving, but you felt the need to uh, to make yourself a special Thanksgiving dinner. Wait, well, was it because of Thanksgiving? It's, it, or, it, or... it's because we had stuff that in the refrigerator that needed to be cooked. Yeah, uh, but you like made it, was just, it was just sitting there too long. So, it, like, it's Cornish hens. Like, we got them from my aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I fancy. presume for Thanksgiving. Fancy, uh, fancy. So, even though. There was like a small get together with some family and family friends and stuff like that elsewhere. I just okay. stayed home and cooked that. I feel like we talked to you about this before, but like, do you have like no cousins or random people that you want to hang out with at these things? I think you said no, which is why you don't go to these. Uh, no. I mean, I yeah. have like cousins and stuff. I don't even know if any of them show up to these things. I feel like it's mostly just older family they groups together. Ah, uh, okay. Well. I did, the most I did part, when of... we when we have like like big mm-hmm. things like we'll have like mm-hmm. uh once every couple of years or something we'll have like a pseudo family reunion cookout mm-hmm. thing and that's yeah. like everybody shows up to that but for the smaller yeah. things not really right and at those family reunions things you, you'll go there and then you'll sit in the corner and just be on the phone the entire time right is that what yes. I, is that how you described it okay yes cool. that is <laughs> that is what I do unless I am like asked to uh i don't know like take pictures or something then i'll do that but mm-hmm. i don't like socialize hmm, interesting enough well i i guess that sort of tracks all right ads I, I i had to ask did i ask you how you're doing how you're doing all right i uh got my health checked back from my work yeah. and i think i'm gonna tone down the drinking yeah. <laughs> What do they? What do they say? You drink? They just said your your liver's in bad shape. Basically, yeah. I, I got like A's for every. Like they give you like ratings, right? And I got A's for yeah. everything, except yeah. for my liver. How how do they test it? They they give you like an ultrasound. Uh, they didn't do the ultrasound yet, but I guess I could go for one now. But it was just testing um, oh. like things in your urine. Oh okay, yeah. Sound yeah. sounds. It sounds highly predictable. I don't, I don't think they had to tell you that, <laughs> but uh, I guess it's good to have it official. I guess it depends on how the doctor says it to you. It's like, man, you, you're, you're going to get cirrhosis or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I already have. Who knows? Yeah, it's possible. So maybe. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll uh, stop drinking alcohol a little bit. Yeah, just just do one of those. Do one of your uh, irregular sobriety breaks. I think I am gonna do one just for a little. Like, like yeah. I think uh, I'm just gonna stop drinking. Um, what do you call it? What hard, hard liquor? No, the hard liquor is for what? I think I'm just gonna okay, stop what, drinking. What's the absolutely plastered? Oh, you start drinking in moderation. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe I'll uh, skip the nomi guys. Maybe I'll skip the nomi guys. Oh, I man. Drink, like... 
you just you just gotta hope you have the genes of one of those like Russian grandmothers who just like smokes and drinks all the time, but it turns out to be like ninety five anyway. Wait, you don't want to live to be ninety five, right? So like, why why do you care? I don't want to live to ninety five, but I feel like liver failure is a kind of shitty way to die. Yeah, but like you know, what was your time limit again? I forgot what you said. Do you say it was fifty five, fifty, sixties? Sixties is a good innings, I think. Nah, uh, yeah. You know what? Nah, I, I I can see it because like you don't want to be struggling with your health toward the end. You want you want to be in good health and then go right. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to be in the place where like, you're like barely like just, just surviving day by day. Yeah, that's, anyway. that's the reason I don't want to live long. Anyways, yeah. So that yeah. happened, and then I I actually went to Aizu Akamatsu last week, which is a What's, samurai slash. Uh, it's in Fukushima. It's oh like right, samurai town. And the whole yeah. story of this town, right, is, you know, it was one of the last holdouts mm-hmm. before, you know, off of the mm-hmm. Shogun, before, like, yeah. the Emperor's era came comes in. And it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, so um, all the children samurai, they saw that the, tower, that the castle was on fire, so they committed, uh, you know, ritual suicide. And then uh, the wives and daughters and, like, all the, all the yeah. women also committed yeah. ritual suicide to, like, oh, prevent so honorable. bringing shame upon their... Yeah, there. Uh, yeah, so it was great, and that's the whole story of the town, basically. And it has yep. some good, good um, sake. So I went on a sake tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, generally speaking, very was... good, honorable stuff, man. Very honorable. Yeah, the sake tour was fun, but mm-hmm. I feel like they like pushed it really fast. Maybe because we were doing literally the last tour of the of the day, and this guy just wanted to fucking go home. But it would be uh, nice to like sit, like walk around and like see more stuff because there was stuff to see, okay. but we just rushed really quickly. Oh, you mean the tour, the Japanese tour guide was like, ah, eh, whatever. Like, yeah, oh, I, I think he was done with the day. Uh, were there any tastes? Like, any any tastings or yeah. anything like that? At the at okay. the end, oh, he did nice. a tasting of like six six different sakes. Ah, so that that was good. And then I bought some sake, but um, mm-hmm. I was gonna start but drinking it, but yeah, but you, you but now you're gonna. <laughs> drinking well, you're drink, you're gonna drink in moderation, so you can have a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll save I'll save that one for a special occasion. Ugh, I started heavily drinking after I got back from Korea, so I should probably tone down too. <laughs> I was I was, make, I was making up for all my sobriety. Yeah. While I, while I was there, so. I think the other problem was I was drinking the night before my mm-hmm. health check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I pretty... forgot that my health check was that day. So I probably like fucked with some of my results. Did you forget? Do you forget because you were drinking? <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I feel like maybe maybe that's a that in itself is a sign of things. Okay. Well, I wanted to talk about, talk about Thanksgiving a little bit, but uh, not, since you don't do Thanksgiving and like apparently Keith doesn't either, so I I don't even know what there is to say. <laughs> no, no. Hold on. So I want to talk about Thanksgiving. I want to say. Yeah. Um. Like, what do you mm-hmm. consider Thanksgiving to be about? Is it about the family dinner? Is it about the Black Friday? Like, tell tell me how Americans. All right. So, uh, Americans see well, Thanksgiving. Well, let me let me see. Da, 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 da. Well, I guess we we can get to the Yuga poll later. There was there was some Yuga stuff, which is well, Thanksgiving to me is like I don't think I've ever done it with like the traditional American way with like the extended family because that that we would do the Korean Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving. It's the uh, the one Mid Autumn Festival slash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but on festivals, yeah, the lunar, the, the, the harvest festival, lunar, so. the moon viewing, yeah, 
but but that one i imagine from what i what i gather from culture is basically the same thing as like american thanksgiving all your extended family gets together you have like a lot of like uh certain traditional foods that you don't uh, that you may not typically eat i guess they're not that weird there's nothing like and uh yeah so it's 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 analogous to a bunch of other holidays i I don't think it's super unique american thanksgiving except the uh i would say the american thanksgiving is unique because one the foods are a bit more rote like i feel like there's like a list of like official foods you have to have or i feel like maybe it's a little bit more uh varied in other places or maybe or maybe not but well, i don't know i feel like uh, the the korean stuff is just it's like it's, it's it's not super different from what you would normally have maybe a little bit more lavish so yeah yeah i, I think, what I, about I think you it's kind of crazy that these um what's your what's your family's like oh stay I, we don't have I, australia doesn't even have something like this it's christmas easter what's what's the one where yeah, everyone it, gets together it's yeah. christmas and it's christmas and easter right yeah well that, well that's the same well it's the same thing right even in the states there's some families like then they, they also do a big gathering at christmas and then they'll maybe not as big as like thanksgiving but you know some of your extended uh, family will get together i'm surprised a, like mm-hmm. that uh you know something that doesn't really need to exist anymore like as in Thanksgiving has stood the test of time where we're no longer like a farming agricultural based like society and stuff yeah, like but, this, yeah. this day. Yeah, like, but I don't we, think we still this gotta, is big in the UK. So still gotta eat to live, man. Well in the UK it's it's uh, Christmas. It's why like a Christmas carol and all those things are a big part of the culture, right? Yeah. It's but, the entire, so why, like, isn't, yes. why isn't that the case in the in America? Do Americans just love eating more? Like do they need another one between Easter and Christmas, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm a bit more Fourth of July. I'm I'm a bit more like wondering like why Western Europeans don't have like their own like separate harvest festival. Maybe maybe it's because of the Christianity and the, and they just like all, all this pagan shit's got to go and they just got they just killed all of it. Maybe that's the case. But blame the Catholics. Yeah, maybe it's Catholicism. Well, ostensible. Do you know what the ostensible origin of American Thanksgiving is? The the one they, the one they teach you in like grade school. Mm, I know a few, but I don't know which one's like the the reason. Why? Right? I, like, what, why? Well, I'm not like I don't know what the real story is, but like they they teach you, hey, it's the commemorating when the when the first settlers came over, like in the 1600s. Like they yeah. didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and they were dying because they didn't have food and stuff like that. So the natives came and they they gave them food and they got together and you know. I have no idea how close to reality that is, but that's supposed to be the uh, origin of that. So it has some like non, it's it has a uniquely like American origin. So I guess maybe that's part of it. You know, it's not connected yeah. to like old pagan rituals. It's not connected to the church. It's like something very uh, allegedly rooted in history. I think like you know the broad strokes of it are like correct-ish. Like, I mean, like it's probably not a whole it's not a whole cloth lie. I imagine. I imagine. Although maybe it is. I mean, you never know. Yeah, I think the the thing is there's there are similar similar stories about like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. like Australian settlers came to Australia and they tried to they were dying because you know nothing European would grow there. It was a different yeah. climate and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and so then yeah. like there there was you know brief mo- meetings with Aboriginal people, and yeah. then some some stuff happened and somehow they all died. But that's beside the point, right? Yeah, but there's no there's no holiday for that, right? So, I, well, I think well, it's well, that's irrelevant to the holiday. 
well, I don't know. I, I, I guess I should look it up because maybe because this seems to be like a very, I don't know, like not very, but like at least like somewhat well recorded, well, well recorded incident. Also, like I feel like um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe what maybe what happened in Australia was a little bit different. Maybe the relationship was was very antagonistic from the start. Who knows? I don't I don't know Australian history that well. So, because my 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 impression of at least like uh, the American history is that like the relationship wasn't like that antagonistic from the beginning. It just sort of like developed that way <laughs> over time. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to tell though, right? Because yeah you're reading the history historical side of the people who won who have a vested interest yeah. in being like yo we, we, it wasn't that bad yeah, that's true yeah. You, you never yeah you always gotta take it with a grain of salt but anyway yeah that, that's that's the best i can gather again this is what i've gathered from like my, my grade school knowledge of thanksgiving and never having had done like a proper american thanksgiving not not with my family i've done like you know like friendsgivings with people and but that's like totally different so that, that's 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 just like having a party with your friends so it doesn't really matter that doesn't that doesn't really count does it maybe it counts okay all right do you want to talk about the YouGov poll uh well since there's nothing much to talk about it but there there is there was one one part in the poll that i was thinking about and it's the part about like do you expect your family gatherings to have political arguments basically so yeah, there's you got full about Thanksgiving. A lot of it's about the, you know what foods you think are proper, and that's like whatever. I, you know, we'll skip over that part. But there is one about okay. Let me read you the question. Most Americans say their Thanksgivings do not feature political arguments. So uh, percentage of of U.S. adult citizens who say there are political arguments at Thanksgivings, sixteen percent yes, five percent prefer not to say. Which I don't know. Sounds like a yes. So it's, it's, let's say it's like twenty percent yes. And seventy eight percent say no. All right. So, what do you think about that? Well, one, well, one. What do you think about that compared to like the popular perception? Because you know, this is another instance of like Twitter is fake. But like, I feel like I see a lot of people complain about their relatives on the internet and about like how they dread going to Thanksgiving. But I guess only the people who have something to complain about would write about it. So it is some sampling bias there. How is it at your place? Well, you've already told us that uh, talking to, to your relatives can be rough sometimes. Yeah, I, I think, like, you know, any, like, person from an Arab household is going to tell you, like, there's always yeah. going to be politics talking and there's always going to be blame gaming. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But but for the most part, yeah. um, they don't really talk about politics in Australia, right? It's like politics in Lebanon, right. which I don't really care about because uh, okay. that shit's doomed. Like, it's not nothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. So who's who is the failed government at the at this moment, and what's the next failed government that'll come in place? Probably Iran. Um, uh, and it is Iran right now. Iran basically owns mm. Lebanon. Um, so, like, do I care enough to like make comments about that? Not really. I just the only real thing that I guess the only argument that happens with me is I'm just like you guys just find ways to blame everybody except yourselves i'm like so, 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 somehow you know like it's classic like i don't know it's almost like victimization of victim culture is like so high i feel like in arab countries mm-hmm. uh, at least in my experience where i'm just like what were you what were you guys doing you know like <laughs> just everything else happened and you know yeah. like some so, I, I guess it's easier to pl- place blame than like assign yeah. assign yeah. to yourself right or like assign a solution 
But I think I, I think when you talk about like countries that aren't like you know America, yeah. Australia, you know mm-hmm. the biggest thing is the insane like brain drain, right? Like so many Lebanese people live outside of Lebanon. I think uh, the the thing, know, yeah. Anybody who's rich yeah. left Lebanon because they fucking knew what the goal mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Well, looking at looking at this poll, I was kind of I was kind of like perplexed because like maybe I'm focusing too much on the word politics and on the word argument because I feel like uh, at least with with my like extended family, they always talk about politics. The old people, at, like everyone who's who, who, they talk about politics in some sense, they just don't argue about it because like they're generally aligned or like they're aligned enough not to argue. So like like the, they, I feel like like fifty percent about what they talk about is politics. But it's just not contentious. So, so maybe I'm reading this. Maybe it depends on how you read this question, right? Mm-hmm. Is is politics a topic, or is it? So I would say that I'm surprised that if it's truly people who just don't talk about it at all, who are completely apolitical, versus like people who are having like sort of uncomfortable arguments. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading this question in a weird way. Yeah, I think it's something that doesn't happen for most families. Because most families are like, aligned, uh, aligned <laughs> yeah. in politics, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I guess we're getting together and complaining about Joe Biden. It's like, yeah, if, it's it's a bonding moment. It's not an argument, is it? Yeah. It's it's just yeah. It's just uh, like, yeah. That Joe dude, fuck him. <laughs> exactly. Go go Brandon or whatever or whatever the, whatever the kids say these days. Wait, oh, I don't know. I, I, Wait, did they did they completely did they completely like subvert that with the dark man and stuff? I don't even know if like the, the conservatives say that anymore. Maybe not. Maybe that's passe. I don't even know who this is. Oh, Who's never, Brandon? If you if you don't if you don't know if you don't know that's good. I mean it means you're not overly online. I just stopped caring about U.S. politics. Maybe for the better. All right. Well, that's about all I gotta say about it. I was just a little bit pondering it, pondering this part of the poll, but yeah, apparently well, you don't have your secondary American to tell you you're wrong, and I can't yeah, tell exactly. you you're right. But you're yeah. right. You're right. You're one hundred percent right. <laughs> I, 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 no, no. But seriously, I think you're right in the fact that nobody's going sure. onto Twitter and being like, "Yo, we had a great conversation about politics." They're gonna be like, "Fuck my dad. Fuck my mom. Fucking yeah. hillbilly ass, homosexual hating motherfuckers." Yeah, that's what they're gonna be writing. Yeah, and it adds his two manner to be the 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 second gen immigrant who fights his parents all the time. That's that's only that's only for movies and TV shows. I just left the country. Mo- that's that's how I avoided that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most mo- most most kids they just know to just stay quiet and, and avoid the drama. Uh, that much much more convenient way to, to live your life. Mm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's move, move on. on to worlds. Let's move on to the next topic, which is such a weird. Uh, sorry, I'm, D1. I'm, 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 I'm so kind. I'm so kind of tired because I, I want. I want to go to sleep again. Whatever. No, no, that's okay. Thanks. I'll carry this one. I want to give thanks yeah, yeah. to T1 yeah. to Faker for being the goat. Mm. He's the goat. Oh, we, we've said it mm. a thousand times, but last year we had this discussion mm-hmm. where I said the one. Like everyone knows Faker's got the longevity, but the one criticism of his career yeah. is the fact that since 2017, I think he won like what, 2019 MSI, maybe? Yeah, something. Maybe I don't know. I he won an MSI or something, or something in between. 
But yeah. the, besides that, you know, he's been very consistently up there. He's been, you know, yeah. T1's been like second or third best team at a lot mm. of tournaments. Um, you know, he's won a couple of um, LCKs, but he hasn't won an international tournament in quite a while. As something that would like cap off a, a, a long career. Like, you, like when people talk about LeBron now, right? And yeah. they say, when, when was the t- last time LeBron won a championship? 2019? Yeah, 2019? 2020. Yeah, 2020. 2020. Pandemic 2020. season. 2020. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, you know, you, you, you could say he still wants to play. I, I think he's still like, very keen on like playing with his son, which yeah. I don't know whether his son, can his son still play? I don't know. Yeah, his son can still play. It seems like it seems like he'll be able to. His universe, the university says he's coming back. I think so. Mm. So, um, so like let's say you know he plays till twenty twenty five, right? 20, he plays yeah. till twenty twenty five, uh, and then you know you could say his longevity. You know he played till forty, but like how good was he for yeah. the last five years? And uh. the difference is LeBron's career is a lot longer than Faker's career, right? It's twenty versus ten yeah. years. Um, I, I, I feel I feel like you're kind of making up like some fake adversary for Faker just because uh, you want to make the story better. Like he was already the goat by like end of 2015, right? Or 20, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But 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 the, but the thing is, right? Like the yeah. longer it everything, goes, mm-hmm. yeah. Without him winning it, the longer it gives the opportunity for somebody to be like, you you know, yeah, he's pretty good, but he's not the best right now. So like, when was he the yeah, best? But that's, well, that, well, that's that's fine though, because like he, because like no one's no one's gonna surpass him. This is just like you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's not it's meaningless, but I, but he didn't need this, like just because like he's the goat, and like for someone to surpass him, they'd have to have like a <clears throat> like what would it take for someone to surpass him at like before before this year, like before this year, I, I, that's I think even Rula before winning the Golden Road and then possibly winning another Worlds, people would start talking yeah. about him. Right, but he would have had to have won two two more worlds at least to get like in the t- in the conversation. So like it was such yeah. a big go- such a big like, golf like, anyway. That, uh, Daryl was the I closest mean, to out of any non SKT. I think he's the only non SKT yeah, related player to win more. Yeah, than but one that's world. only but that's only resume. There's enough like but, there's enough like law nerds who will watch who, who will tell you that he's not actually that good. So like yeah, I, I think but nobody thinks matter. he's good. Like nobody thinks right, he's exactly. the yeah. goat. You know, like nobody's saying yeah, like yo Beryl. Yeah, yeah, and no one thinks he he carried those teams. He was just hap- he's he's like a Robert Ory or whatever guys who happen to be on like you know on on good teams. Yeah, so I mean, never mind. I, I, so I I don't want to like throw cold water on the accomplishment, but I'm just saying like uh, the way you're framing it as to make it sound like he really needed this. No, he didn't need it. This is just no, like a celebration. I, I'm not, I'm not some- saying he did it. He needed it. I'm saying yeah. that it's a very very nice way to round out a career. And it's not yeah. say he's retiring now, right? Right. But but you know, to be to be like yo like Faker, twenty thirteen wins worlds, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen back to back worlds. Then in twenty seventeen he makes world finals, he loses it, and then at that point do people say like this is the end, right? Like how many players go go beyond that like that length of a career at that at that highest level? Yeah, you know, and even last year you had the whole was it last year maybe two years ago. The whole ten man yeah. roster. He was getting subbed out. Yeah. Um, but he but he's so, gone through like how many how many of these has he gone through? Like uh, there was like Easy Hoon. There was like there was that terrible Reddit post that that tried to claim that Purian was a good player. Whatever. But uh, but he's but he's he's been through this a couple of times. This this is this is just like not. Is, should I say it's normal? 
You know, it's like well, it's impossible they, they, for him to be like consistently amazing year year in year out. So occasionally, yeah, he's gonna have like a couple of months where he plays poorly, but he always uh, gets back into form in time for Worlds, or at least, yeah, or time for LCK summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I I th- I think the thing about about Faker and about T One in general, we'll, we'll get into the whole World Final. The World mm-hmm. Final, by the way, if you didn't watch Sucks, it. But- it, it, it was a trash final, but most of the finals have been bad. But the yeah. past couple of years have been good. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was kind of crazy that everyone was so excited at the um mm. at the Swiss stage and like how good the Swiss stage games were. And then we headed yeah. into like the the knockout stage, and it felt like most of the games were kind of letdowns. Yeah, well, besides a couple of them were pretty pretty hot. Like uh, what is it? Like, like Weibo winning over. Who was it? Fucking BLG. BLG. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but even that in that series, like the games were like another game. Not close. I have a a different view on this from most people because I feel like most people only like the only way that they'll see think that it's good is if you have like in like a best of five is you have a competitive series so it goes three two and then compared yeah. every game in that series is competitive so it's yeah. like a close game for 30 minutes or whatever until something happens but i feel like yeah i feel like if that's your expectation you're always going to be let down yeah keith is totally right here because like if you, the average quality of like sports games is actually not good like not just League of legends i think we had this rant before but like yeah, whether yeah. it's football soccer average game is like actually is generally not going to be particularly good so i mean Temporary expectations. I was just like, yeah. yo, T1's gonna 3 0. Like, this is this is lit, dude. I didn't, bro, I didn't yeah. care about anything else. I, I would rather I mean, them just stomp the, the enemy team. Yeah. I don't care if it's the final. The thing is, I think when I was when I was when I was watching World's Finals, I was watching on shitty Airbnb Wi Fi, and there was a lot of problems with it, like the first game, but I yeah. finally fixed it. it. Like, when I watched last year's Worlds, it was mm-hmm. the like, it was a you know, best of five, you know, like it went all five games and T1 oh, yeah. looked like they were behind in the last game, but you know, yeah. it, it was a chance, you know, and like the, the, the hype mm-hmm. matters, right? Like I, I have like yeah. very, well, like, last year's world was, like, it was exceptionally good though. I, I would say like if people, if you ask people, what was the best world's finals ever? I think people would probably pick that one. Yeah. Probably. I think it was a good that chance. Was a yeah. Chance, yeah. Season three. Um, yeah. Season three world finals was trash. I don't remember it. literally anything about it. Like actually, as a game, I just remember that was TPA winning, right? Was that season three? No, that's season two. Season two. What was season three? Season three is SKT's first win, and they okay, they let Royal two, Club. Yeah. They oh, that was TPA they as absolutely well. into the fucking game against Royal mm-hmm. Club in the final just to make it fun. See, this guy actually remembers gameplay. I don't remember that. Yeah, I just remember well, he, outcomes. Well, Look, look, he was editor-in-chief of uh, Luke Legends. He had to watch all the games. Yeah, well. I mean, I saw oh, like, the games. They just go they, in they didn't, high enough. They didn't end that game. They, they entered an earlier game against him. But they, yeah. they anyway. went 3-2 against Najin Blue, which everyone kind of forgets. And anyway, yeah. yeah, but I agree with Keith. Like, it, it, like the fact that the finals wasn't particularly good doesn't matter. The fact that because it, it was, it wasn't really even about the game content. The entire like ceremony and presentation was about like the re-coronation of Faker and SKT. So it was, it was kind of just like you know window. The games were kind of just window dressing technique, pretty much, and it was just like a big celebration for LCK fans, basically. So mm-hmm. but and that's fine. See, the, same, the same thing could have been said about last year, right? 
where mm. everyone thought T1's going to win. They're, they're like mm. the best team at Worlds. They're, you know, they're clearly better than DRX. And this yeah. is the coronation of fake dark. And at the same time, mm. I felt less confident this year than I did last year. Mm. Probably because of last year, to be mm. to be sure. Like you know, like last year. You know what? It's the same situation, right? Like fourth place team. Unexpected this is, this is just gonna, final. This is just going to be a complaint from from me, but I, like watching the broadcast and because it was produced in Korea, I felt like this year it was just like. The presentation was just super biased for SKT. Like last year, it I think was. it was sort of. I think last year, at least, like even if like the experts were saying, "Hey, this is like an easy SKT win," at least the presentation felt kind of even. I think this time around, it was just like you, you just watching the show. It just felt like everyone knew SKT was going to win, and they wanted them to win too. And so the, I, was like, I mean, yeah. I mean, okay, the the JDG, the JDG one kind of makes sense. Like the J, I'm talking about yeah. the teasers, right? The JDG yeah. teaser kind of makes sense. Like Faker versus Ruler is like the obvious yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then yeah. the last Shahu versus the Faker. Teaser, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. The the last teaser was just like anyway. Yeah. So this is the other Korean. This is more Koreans. Yeah. We we give the uh, Chinese player like one line, and then mm-hmm. we continue, we go back to the Koreans. Yeah. Um, and like. And I, I just thought like the ring and not not the ring entrance, but you know like the player walkouts and the the Korean casters like saying stuff. I'm like, oh, it was so um, it was so unbalanced. Like his commentary. Yeah, when they're like Faker, Undercable, Demon King, and then Xiaohu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like watching like a Bulls playoff playoff home game, circa 1996. It's like the, the the analogy just deadpans the other guy's entrance, and then you you, you get you watch NBA entrances, right? You know how they work. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, like the, the home announcer is supposed to like intentionally, like almost comically deadpan the uh, introductions for the opposing team. Like that's just kind of the tradition, and then get like insanely hyped for their team. So, yeah, like, I'm actually it's, surprised. It's always a, it's a meme because um in soccer, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you have the normal ca- casters who like cast for like BBC or whatever, right? And then you have yeah. the people who are the team's casters, right? Like they 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 are employed by the club to oh, where do you where do you commentate where do you the game. Watch- Oh, where do you watch these streams? They have those? They have fan uh, streams now? Like they have like Manchester United TV. They use it for the highlights, really. Okay. Like internal highlights. Um so yeah, like a, a lot of teams, especially um yeah. in like lower leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? So you always hear that like they still oh, right, you... like, oh right. this team right, right. scored a goal. And then <laughs> yes. the other guys scored it. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, no, funny I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, it, it did feel this one felt like just like uh, that. What, what was destined to happen happened, and no surprise. But it was it was still fun. It was it was still like a nice moment in history. I mean, it's still meaningful that like the, if the goat gets more goatier, that that's still a meaningful thing. It's it's not like meaningless, but it didn't change anything in the big picture. I think because like I think Baker was already like so far and away the best player of all time that like even without even without winning this, it would have been like eh. This is this is just cherry on the cake. What do, what, what do you think? Do you think I'm I'm, yeah. I'm misconstruing construing the greatness I, of the moment? I, I think I think you are because of of a couple of things. Because first off, you know SKT have a legacy, but T1 don't. But somehow yeah. because of Faker, they've kept the aura right. The aura of yeah. SKT being like when you see T1 at Worlds, they're a favorite mm-hmm. to win. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like it doesn't matter how everything else went when they're at Worlds, you're like this team yeah. can win Worlds. Yeah, and it's obviously well, because Faker stayed in the roster throughout all these years, right? Like it's no one right, else. Right. 
Well, I think it's also because like they did a really good job at like um, preserving the brand because it's still it was called SKT T1. Like they didn't remove the T1. It, it, it's they, and the uniform color, the baseline colors are still the same. It's still like red, white, and black when they can. Oh wait, did they stop mm-hmm. doing red entirely? I don't know. Maybe they haven't done a red uniform. There's a, little, in a, while. a little bit of it, yeah. Yeah. And you know, just they they maintain a lot of the brand identity, a lot of the staff. It's not like when Samsung Galaxy got bought by Gen G and they just they completely rebranded, right? No one considers yeah. the even though right officially they say, Hey, you've inherited their their uh their banners, like they've done such a total rebrand that it doesn't feel like it feel like there's there's no continuity right yeah whereas mm-hmm. yeah. whereas like with, with t1 it's clearly they want to inherit this like lineage from back in like even from food war days like they have boxer like they, they bring on boxer because he used to be with t1 he's like the founding member of t1 basically. did you did you watch the um Gumi Yushi like, documentary like they invite like they invited boxer to the finals like he was there like you know it's it's the team's really good about their legacy actually of all the teams i, I would say Mm, yeah. Did you watch the Gumi you see just to quickly change? Stream? Did you did you did you, know, did you watch his documentary that T one made? Uh no, I did not watch it because I because like because I was so uh I was very triggered by the makeup. So I, I just couldn't watch it. He was so shiny. I was like, God, bring in a fucking makeup person. You're T one. How can you not afford like makeup? Okay, sorry. Um but anyways, it was funny because he's his dad was talking about, you know, yeah. Um. He was like, "Oh, it was just such like quintessential like Asian dad." It's like, yeah. So my son, my oldest son, you know, he had he had a bit of a run uh, yeah. as a pro gamer. That's what he said, like something like that. Like he had a bit of a run <laughs> as a pro gamer. Is that what he, is that what he said? Okay, I'll, to, yeah. I'll watch the clip. I, I want to see what he really, what he like the exact word. Is. Yeah, I want I want to know the translation as well. That's why I was going to ask yeah. you how accurate it was. Yeah. Uh, and then another part was when he said to to like. He's uh when he said to Gumiushi like Gumiushi wanted to go pro and he was like to him mm-hmm. okay like hit challenger by um mm-hmm. you know by the end of middle school and then I'll let you like pursue this yeah. as a goal yeah and he was just like oh like you know it it was like and then it fast forwards through like the T one career and it's like this is I think this is like current right he, he's referring to current and he's like yeah Gumiushi's been playing like pro for so long but he has no achievements to show for it. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Wait, is it his uh, dad said that? Yeah, his dad said that. But I don't know if his dad was referencing a, an uh, earlier time. Uh, that, that's the thing. Like, ha- having been the person behind the camera on some of these documentaries, it's like, uh, the, some, sometimes they actually do say that. But, like, it's like, I, I always, like, wonder sometimes if, like, the quote was a little bit edited to sound, you know, more dramatic. Like, hey, not well, even just that. Like, really, maybe out of order, right? Like, he's referring to him, like, yeah, when he was still, no, in... yeah, yeah. I, I, I like to think that I, I'm never intellectually dishonest with that kind of stuff. But you, you definitely cut stuff in certain ways to tell a story, while trying to preserve, like, you know, not, not like making shit out, out of nowhere. Although you can do that sometimes. Oh well. Sorry, keep going on. Yeah, well. I thought the interesting part of like that family dynamic. I guess we're changing the topics a little bit on this tangent, but uh, like when you t- listen to innovations interviews, it doesn't sound like his parents were like super against him doing pro gaming. Like he never makes it sound yeah. like it was like a thing he had to fight for. So like both well, for he, both he, children, it was yeah. His dad says uh, um, innovation says like oh, you know like the way my parents w- did they like they basically let us do whatever we wanted up to middle school, and then mm-hmm. after at middle school, and that's kind of what his dad said right. 
his dad yeah. said like you know hit challenger then the middle school i'll let you go for it um yeah but i think I, his I, dad I, didn't realize how hard like hitting challenger was well he probably said he probably had some understanding because like because his uh what his son innovation like i think he got to be a programmer because he got through programmer trials i think he he passed mm-hmm. the trials, so I, I think that's I think that's why they let him like. Who, who did innovation play for? Like which team? T one. Oh, STX. Okay, so that, well, well, STX but, first. So yeah, yeah. STX so so when when um, Guma wanted to play, he was going to mm-hmm. get signed by Freaka, and his dad mm-hmm. told him you should go to T one. And and I feel that's the moment dad, my dad. I feel that's the moment where he said, dad, "Dad, I, I can't I, I can't just join T one because I want to." Yeah, his dad <laughs> wanted it. him to push for T one. And then mm-hmm. when he was gonna leave, when mm-hmm. he, like when you know when they had Teddy and the whole roster, yeah. you know Teddy was the main, yeah. and they they subbed yeah. in Guma a bit, but like he wasn't the main guy. Uh, mm-hmm. They said like um, his dad told him like if you, don't you want to be the best, like the best player at T one, so like what yeah. who are you gonna leave to? That's what his dad told him, and that's why he stayed on T one. Man, this is uh, all. This reminds me a little bit of, of like soccer dads and like how some of them. Some of them know a lot, and some of them don't know shit. You know, with like football dads, mm-hmm. who are like the, who are the agents for their for their kids, and some of them just clearly don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they're just they're ruining their kids' careers. And some of them, yeah, like pretty, pretty... so so they they set up the storyline as like you know like Guma probably should have left because yeah. like which idiot stays behind Teddy, right? Like Teddy's like right. clearly like one yeah. of the best ADCs, yeah. and like you're you're not gonna get a chance. Like you know, like they're yeah. gonna pick, and yeah. you know, in twenty twenty they re-signed Teddy. Mm-hmm. And he's just like yeah, and they also referenced the whole um, yeah of like Gumiushi's cockiness. I I feel like yeah. I don't know how innovation was, but like I feel like Guma's yeah. so much like his dad. Oh, you mean his dad being like very like deadpan or what? Uh, like being a little bit like almost like you know the way he talks. I guess like a little bit out of, of arrogance or like cockiness. Mm-hmm. I think his dad's very similar. I don't know how innovation was. As a yeah, uh, he was very de- he was very deadpan. He's very he was very uh, unemotional and deadpan about things. It's really hard to get a feel on what he actually thinks. Mm. He's also but he's also like just, like supernaturally talented. So like it never felt like he had to like particularly work hard to be good. I mean, obviously, who knows how hard he worked behind the scenes? But it just it's just everything came to him very naturally. So he was he was just great, just because his his talent was so good. Yeah, and there's and so there's a, you, there's a lot of a lot of stories about him not practicing that hard. So he's kind of like a just naturally talented, successful guy. Mm. What did what did you like? What did you think of the you, you referenced the um, stream by Guma? What did you think of that one? Do you want to say something? Um, about that? I, don't know, I I just read I just read some of the highlights. It didn't seem particularly like I know he said a bunch of like tactical stuff that probably the the League of Legends nerds will enjoy about like draft and how they prepared for it. But I, I didn't find anything. That I thought was pretty interesting, personally. Anyway, do you think that's like pretty like Gumiyushi's? Like, as far as I know, he's like one of the few players that does does that kind of thing, right? He's done it two years in a row. Once when he lost, and now, you know, oh, like, where he goes in it. That's where he actually breaks yeah. down like this. Our strategy, uh, not just strategy. Yeah, I, I, he just talks about the whole year kind of thing. You know, like kind of year in review. Like, like even pretty, Western players. Can you? I can't remember yeah. like double lifts coming onto stream after getting fucking. Victor and being yeah. like, "Yo, guys, it's, it's something I appreciate. It's something I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's something I appreciate, but at the same time, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, tactical stuff. Basically, it's it, 
I mean, there, there's no harm to it, is what, is what I'm saying. But I think the number of people who actually appreciate it are very limited. I think, like, the mm-hmm. average fan is, isn't really into, like, deep draft analysis. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that, that's, that's just for the nerds. So it's good for the nerds. I'm glad he did it for them, but I don't, I don't think it's, it's that meaningful. And yeah. it's, there's no harm either, because, like, the patch is going to change, and, it's, and nothing's going to matter. So, like, you're not giving anything away at this point. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about now off-season. So off-season moves, the big thing in Korea is the fact that now there is a... Yeah. Uh, what? Salary cap? What but uh, oh, there but is? is there really a salary cap? Uh, it's kind of like oh, a right. salary cap. Oh, right, right. They introduced that, like... Uh, did, we do that? did we do an episode on it where we broke it down? We, I think we, we briefly talked about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, it's a very... It's a soft salary cap, and like, it, it, it pisses me off because it's one of those things where... Like, I, I'm against all satellite caps because it's just like wage oppression by like, you know, it's it's employers colluding to punish employee to control employees' wages, and the fact that it's like legal in so many countries to do this is like it just blows my mind. Good job, America. But the one thing you you do okay is to you you prevent collusion to suppress wages. Good good job. Wait what? Anyway. What do you, hold up. Yeah. What do you mean? You're actually against yeah. it? Salary cap? Yeah, I'm totally against it. But, but so when you said "good job, America," you're being sarcastic, right? Because all Americans will say no. salary cap. No, I'm just, no, I'm saying like it's, but you can't have it in America because like well, you can't have it like unilaterally in America because of the law, because it's it's colluding to suppress wages. When the sports have salary caps are states uh, recognize monopolies, but they can only have the salary cap because they've collectively bargained with the union. That's, okay, but like, you know, so, but they still, it, it they only, still do it, right? Yeah, but it only happens because the union uh, puts together terms yes, yes. like, "Hey, we'll we'll have the salary cap, but but in place, you have to guarantee that fifty percent of all league revenue goes to us," which is like that. That's 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 a good that's a good that's a good trade off. I think about the UFC where there's no uh, collectively bargained agreement and the revenue split something like eighty twenty in favor of of the of the of the UFC, and in American and in the sports where there is collective bargaining. They get it up to like 50 50, 45 55. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, a salary cap as a part of a collectively bargained agreement. I think that's fine. Okay, so I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading the salary cap, right? And so yeah. the salary cap, you get a discount 30% if loyal. If the player yeah. plays on the team for three plus consecutive years, yeah, 50% if you have enough achievements, 65% if both clauses are met. And eighty percent if your yeah. contract was signed prior to regulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J- just not to bore people. It's not like one of the hard caps where there's a line. It's basically like they take the they figure out the general salary level of all the teams, and then like if you're disproportionately paying mo- way more than the other teams, you have to pay a p- financial penalty. And I forget yeah. how, where, how does the penalty get distributed. It goes to the other teams, or like what what happens there? I forgot exactly. Do they I'm, redistribute I'm to, to other find teams. Out, but I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. I read this like is. a long. I read this a few months ago, so I forgot what it was. But it's one of those systems where it's not like a hard cap. It's like it's like a luxury. It's basically a luxury tax. Is what I we shouldn't call it salary cap. We should just say that hey, they introduce a, a luxury tax to disincentivize the rich teams from like overspending and to penalize them for overspending. That's what they did. That's the better way to put it. And they have a bunch of exceptions. They have they have, literally have the faker rule. They should call it the faker rule. Basically, like they they wrote rules that are so specific that they can only apply to like I think like three players. <laughs> It's like Faker and like Peanut and like, I don't know. Yeah, so Faker, 
only Faker can get the fifty percent slash sixty five percent one. Yeah, um, and and yeah, in that case, if you if you're if you're a player with like extreme seniority on on one team, your salary only counts for like thirty percent of the actual value toward the luxury tax. So yeah, if, if Faker is like allegedly making like five million dollars a year now, then his salary for the sake of calculating the tax would only be one point six. And Faker signed his contract till twenty twenty five a year ago, so it's actually only twenty percent of his contract is counted. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it's just a rule because like it's it's a funny thing, right? Because like uh, I feel like the other teams in the league when they're asking for for a salary cap, so they they can like you know compete with the other uh, with the luxury tax, so they can compete with like the rich teams. They have to know on the other hand that like T one's the team that's like fucking keeping this league afloat, right? It's such a delicate balance. Like Faker and T one are the reason why LCK is a popular league. If, if they, like, I don't know if you looked at any of the stream stats this year, but it's crazy the stream stats with, with T one and not T one, and then after that the stream stats with T one with Faker and T one without Faker. It's like a thirty to like eighty percent difference, something like that. It's insane. So, like, it is it is kind of like a one man league, but then again, it's not like that's. I'm not. I don't think that means the league is unhealthy. That's sort of how it is for a lot of sports, like Michael Jordan era NBA TV ratings, insanely high, just fucking fell off a cliff after he retired. Uh, Mid two thousands NBA ratings very bad. Then LeBron James and Steph Curry brought it back up. So it's like it's that's that's not odd. That's like not that's not indicative mm-hmm. of the of law. It's just indicative of how like sports works. People follow the superstars. Yeah, I was actually talking to my girlfriend about how popular yeah. the league still is, and it still like dominates mm-hmm. PC bung numbers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a monoc- like forty percent. It's almost exactly yeah. what it was at its peak. Yeah, it's it's still like, yeah, it's monoculture. It's it's actual monoculture in Korea, which is insane. Yeah, like I think the second highest is um, FIFA Online. Yeah, and and that, and that's also like, like yeah, yeah, FIFA Online is yeah. It's always been like a popular game. It's been like a top five game consistently for a long time. You know, because it's fun. Yeah, everyone loves like EA Soccer. Even though they fucking yeah. suck, they have all the licenses, so we have to we have to play their shitty game. God damn it! Yep. All okay, right, so, so now we, so we get T one. They they're signing back together. Just to quickly yeah. recap it, they're re-signing. This is mm-hmm. unheard of, right? To have the same roster three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Like like how, how many teams even keep the same roster for two years in a row, right? Like it's right. such a rare rare thing. For a variety of reasons, uh, you know. But we get to this third year, and the problem yeah. with this T1 roster right now is, mm. had they won a couple more things, like had they won one or two more of the, of you know, domestic titles, maybe one MSI, we could be looking mm-hmm. at a team where it's a dynasty and you could say this is the best team ever. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of sad that a team this good, mm-hmm. I, I can't say that this is, this, this is the best team ever. Right, but it's, no, I, I don't yeah. think anyone's making that argument. Like, I think I think the, I think it's one of those cases where it's like, uh, like how would you improve the team? Like, what, what's the obvious improvement you would you would like say? Would you say replace I owner mean, with someone? Before Worlds, it was yeah, owner for Canyon. The owner yeah, had a fucking but, insane Worlds. Yeah, so I'm saying like it's like there's what are you gonna even if it's not the best team in the world, best team ever, it's still yeah, like ruler. probably the best team. You, uh, is Ruler better than Kuma? What would is aren't they similar? At this point, would you, think, wouldn't you have to say they're they're similar? I think they're close, but you know, Ruler was fucking Guma's dad uh, in 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 LCK, anyways. Yeah, 
I'm just saying, like, it's uh, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, with, within some re- within reason, there's no clear upgrades. Is what I'm saying, right? So, it, I mean, it makes sense to bring this team back. Is, is what I'm saying. Unless you want to take like, a huge swing, and then why? But why? That, that's sort of how like conservatism works. You won the championship, so why would you want to take a huge swing? Unless when you had no, you had no clear holes, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the T1 team is extremely young. Like, yeah. other than Faker. And Kerry yeah. is like twenty four, I think, or twenty three. The rest I, of them I mean, are I, like twenty. Yeah. I, th- I think, ironically, like if Faker wasn't like uh, the shot caller, <laughs> he's he's probably like one of the people you might think about trying to upgrade on to someone who's but mechanically we saw them better. Without... Well, that's what I mean, right? Right. That's the irony of it. The irony of it is that like it's like he's he's actually the one you would want to change for maybe someone who's who's mechanically better, but he's the shot caller and he's the guy who does who drives the team. So you can't do that either. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's surprising they brought this team back. It's sort of, I think what's surprising is that no one Look, left, right? But yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's the thing. It's, it's not surprising that T1 wanted the team. It's surprising yeah. that nobody left. Right. Wasn't there and, a rumor that that Zeus got offered a lot of money, yeah, but he, he took he, a, he took he, less money to stay? They, they said he got offered double his T1 salary, yeah. and he stayed. So I think that's an interesting thing where this is like a, a trend I see in League, like, a, like, like Caps. And perks, both of them. I think didn't they take reportedly take pay cuts to stay on G two like back in the 2017-18 period? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to keep the team together. Yeah, and they did that when they were young, and then when they got older, they're like, and it's like, you know what? Uh, let's go to C nine, or let's let's go to wherever. I mean, you know, they changed G2, uh, to be fair, perks wanted to stay in G two, and then he wanted to go mm-hmm. to Fnatic, and they didn't let him. Uh, all right, there's some drama around a that. Huge buy buyout. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying like th- this is not isolated, and like I don't know how I feel about this because in terms of like, hey, it's like people deciding what they want to do that makes them happier. If they're picking like happiness over money, then yeah, you're good on you. But I feel like this is just so different from professional like um, professional sports. Now, well, this is professional sport, but like you know, bigger sports where your agent would tell you like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get get the most money while most money while you can because you never know when you're gonna get your next paycheck, your next opportunity. And I feel like uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't remember what I thought when I was like nineteen or eighteen. But uh, like right now, I, I I always think that's such a dumb decision you're making to take less money. But I don't know. It's you know you know what I'm saying. I I I, I respect yeah. it and and I appreciate the romanticism about it. But I I also look at it and think you're being fucking stupid. So that's it's a I feel both ways about it. I understand both sides of it. I think the thing is with yeah. with stuff like this is. Um, in 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 a you got you gotta be you have to be smeb and never win a championship, but own a building by the age of twenty five. You know that's the goal. (laughs) That that's that's your goal. Smeb's the good top laner. Anyways, um, like I I think the thing is in in sports, right? Is Mm -hmm. there there is the thing of like, hey, like I I came to this to win to win titles, right? Like no nobody like joins. I mean, yeah, there's like certain goals you have in like other jobs, right? But you're, you know, like, damn, like I want this company to be the best company. Yeah. I mean, like as as a as a mid level employee, that's not what you're thinking, right? Right. Like that's not your right. goal. Right. Maybe if you're like right. a startup kind of culture or something like that, yeah. it's possible. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah. an employee is like not like, damn, like I want to be the best. They're like, mm-hmm. damn, I want to get some fucking money. I want my work environment to be pretty good. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to have a fucking shit time. I don't want to work with fucking. Like, like something that would ha- hurt me, like, for example, if mm-hmm. I was like, yo, someone was like, I'll offer you more money, but 
you have to work with worse people, like people who are really bad at their jobs. At that point, yeah. it would be like such a fucking headache for me. Like, unless right. the money was drastically more, I would say no. Yeah. Right. That's no, the only like, kind that. of correlation yeah. I can make for like yeah. legal. But in this case, for, like, a but, in all, but, in all, but in all the cases I'm talking about, it's drastic. <laughs> it is drastic. Is That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? The, allegedly, the, the amount of money that they that were going to pay, like, yeah. So it is drastic. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I, I, I get it, I guess. But yeah, and I don't get it at the same time. So, but whatever, good, good on good on T1 and good on these kids for having such... I'm just surprised, you know? Are, are agents not that powerful in the Legends where they, they basically, like, they have a huge amount of influence over you? I can think of... I can think of so few cases in professional, like, athletics, traditional sports where, like, someone took a, like, a major pay cut when they were still young. Like, they take, people take pay cuts when they're older, right? And they, they want to win a championship before they they retire, but when they, people are in their earning primes, like they always chase the money, and they just go to a shitty team that'll pay them a lot of time in the NBA. Yeah, I I think the the importance of it is kind of like for for a for a player of of you know Zayas's level, it's also yeah. it was probably like mm-hmm. highly likely that those offers were LPL teams, right? So there's the option right. of like, hey, do I want to leave Korea? That's another thing. Yeah, yeah, and I know, especially especially if you're young, yeah, people. There's like certain people who like don't have that adventurous spirit. They just want to stay at home. Like a lot. Like I, I don't understand that personally a lot, but like I definitely know that's a thing with a lot of people who just who just don't who can't fathom the idea of living in a different country at all. So yeah, I understand that. What, yeah. what, what so, if, I mean, what if, what if, what if he's like a secret like. Uh, ultra nationalist right winger and that's why he's not going to china that's you know it maybe that's what he is a secret yeah maybe maybe he has like secret uh, right wing tendencies mm-hmm. right. okay uh i think i'm done with the topic for the most part unless you got other teams you want to talk about uh no i mean like uh, i think it was interesting this year just to hear about like all the Korean teams complaining about uh, them having no money. Like the esports winter has been a pretty big uh, topic in in the West because all these teams are going belly up. I think I've told you this before. Like the, the Korean scene is going to crash because they don't have any money either. It's just not as like uh, apparent yet. And I, I think we're getting there. I think this soft season we're starting to see the rumblings of like because all the teams are like putting out like these little vibes and official. I don't, I don't know if I say official statements, but all these little like interviews things that imply. Hey, we're, we actually don't have any money, so uh, yeah, this I think twenty twenty four is gonna be gonna be bad. I don't know how all these Chinese teams have this much money. I mean, good on them, but yeah, I think LCK is gonna go through some some rough times. I mean, if if, if you hear like most of these Chinese teams are fucking broke, there's only a few that have like a lot of money. So okay, sorry, the ones yeah, I guess that's the same as Korea, right? But now we're like hearing like RNG is broke apparently. The thing that we're now hearing now is that like KT is apparently doesn't have any money either, and we you always thought of KT as a rich team, right? And then Genji, like their fucking CEO, CEO uh, Arnold, he's always like implying like, oh, esports is so bad, esports is so bad, it's a bad business, mm-hmm. there's no money, it's hard to make money. Always tweeting like tweeting like things with that undercurrent. So I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You think that's smart, by the way, for for a for a CEO to be really tweeting about? Uh I think it's okay. I think it's sort of like, I think in the sense that I, I, like I'm um, gonna go and I'm gonna get some sponsors and I'm gonna be like, yo, like there's no return on this. We make no money, bro. Like, what? I think, 
I think they're doing that now because it's become such an it's become so obvious, right? Because people because people like on, behind the scenes they they already sort of knew that the financial situation for the business model for esports was not great in like 2019, 2018. People already knew that it was kind of like eh, it's it's the revenue streams are a little bit limited. We're really uh, you know, VC is a, is a big reason why why we're staying, able to stay afloat. And by now, I think it's such a like it's like a fact now, right? That the business model is kind of kind of fucked. So I think it's okay to tweet about that now, because <laughs> like you're not you're not surprising mm-hmm. anyone now. Like the, the I, know, I, I feel like VC is always fucking surprised. These yeah, these no, guys yeah, are the stupidest people alive. I mean, I, I think I don't know if they're stupid. I I think like isn't that the strategy of VC? It's like they, they don't have yeah, the. They, they don't care. You don't have the bat. Yeah, you don't have the bandwidth to do due diligence on like a thousand crazy ideas. You just <laughs> spray money at yeah. a thousand crazy ideas, and one of them will be the most won't be crazy. It's like um, yeah. Did you did you see the? I don't know if you saw yeah. this, but every every couple of years, a bunch of people from leave Apple and they go and make their own like startup company, and they yeah. make the stupidest thing ever. Most recently, yeah. um, one of them, one group of them, mm-hmm. made a um pin, yeah, like a smart pin. That you wear on like your shirt, and it's like a, it's a seven hundred dollar pin that's basically like Chat GPT. It doesn't sound nice. bad. It doesn't sound terrible on on the surface of it, but I don't know how functional it is for the money you pay. But as like some sort you, of like as a as a general concept, it doesn't sound terrible. You pay seven hundred USD plus yeah. a twenty five dollar a month subscription. And what does it do? Is it just Chat GPT that does talk to you? It's just Chat GPT. Is it as a little speaker? Yeah, as a little speaker. Oh, so it's basically oh, so you could just make this with like a Raspberry Pi if you wanted to, and just and just put it in your pocket. Like, I mean, it's, you've it's just got like, one. It's called a phone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you like? It's yeah. it's there. Your phone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it... I have a question. Because mm-hmm. you said KT is broke. Is KT not just like telecom marketing anymore? That's what it is, but like I think we've talked about this before in passing. But just because your mother, your uh, the company that owns you is big, doesn't mean they have a big budget for esports. Right. It's like Samsung. that's what I mean. Like they're just like not giving them any money anymore. They're just like cutting them off. I think they were always like not as rich as you thought, and now they can't compete with the richer teams. Mm. Like the rumor, the rumor is that their yearly budget for like players is like three million dollars. And it's like three million has to pay for academy and has to pay for uh what is it the the first team and it has to pay for a lot of like random expenses too so like apparently that three million a year it sounds like a lot at some point and then you realize that like how much did uh, sword art get paid on TSM two point six right something like that so yeah you know, depending on how you look at yeah, it but look TSM at it now <laughs> yeah exactly I'm just saying that like. When when you think about other teams and how much like Faker's are allegedly getting paid, also T One's losing money too. You, you can't, their financials are official; like they they lose money every year. So that, that's, yeah. that's something to think about. Like I wouldn't expect any of them to be making money, but I just like yeah. curious how much money they're just like being oh. given just because the money is is there. I guess it's it's not yeah. that it's there, but that it's like the possibility of it being there. I wish the T One financials were like the disclosure was more more specific, but. Given the structure now, you don't. They don't have to differentiate wages between like pro team and like general general employees. So like, I, I can't, I, I can't tell how much money Faker is like just destroying their budget by. Which is, is that's what I'm saying. I wish I could, but that's not in the documents. Mm. All right. So 
they had, what, what, so what, what's the conclusion? Oh, that conclusion is LCK is fucked in 2024, but so is everyone else. So, eh, yeah. To be fair, the the leaked um, KT roster doesn't seem like it's like super cheap. You know, it's not like yeah. they're like cutting all budget. It looks like a half decent team. Like could do something. Mm-hmm. Not as expensive as probably this year's one though. So maybe they did cut. Oh, appa- appa- apparently there's rumors now that the LJL is going to be contracted. <laughs> it is also going to be contracted. And uh, they're going to get rid of the playoffs and they're going to absorb them into PCS for the playoffs. It's like, what? So there's that. Yeah, contraction around the board. It's, it's not just uh, Korea or the States or Europe. It's just... Well, it's that's just what they the, did with um, OPL. Yeah. O- the, the OPL version of thing, they play into... Yep. They feed into yeah. PCS. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I was, just I'm league just... is just not popular enough in in Japan, Japan for it to be big yeah, enough. To have that um, big I think of... yeah. Valorant yeah, has got a better chance. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Basically, so... what you're saying is Cloud9 is going to win a world championship in the next... 30 years. If they, if they just lost... In the next enough. five years before league is yeah. dead. Just survive, yeah. J- just fucking, just fucking outlast the other guys. Wait, who do you, who do you say in China was broke? All of them, or like, who do you, who do you say was broke in China? RNG, RNG, but they've been permanently broke for like years. Uh, all right, so so yeah, we just we just gotta hope you can outlast the China money, and then maybe maybe you can uh, win a world championship, or yeah. or 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 you could or you could become Aramco C nine, and then maybe you can win. Yo, like, what? Isn't it kind of crazy that um Saudi Aramco C9 Saudi Arabia won what the World Cup in Overwatch? Like, in what, a, what the fuck? Overwatch. Apparently, apparently, it's not that crazy from what I hear because like they they actually have their own league there, so it's like it's not one of like I thought it was crazy at first, but apparently they have a scene there. It's like you know how Saudi Arabia is really good at Rocket League. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah. The so best like, um one v one players in Rocket League yeah, are all Saudi Arabia yeah. kids. But they're all like yeah, 13. So yeah, I know. Yeah, I know exactly. So I'm just saying like, it surprised me. But then I learned like, oh, wait, they have their own league. They had a couple of players who were playing for Overwatch League teams. So like, it's, it's not the craziest thing. If you have like a real domestic league and like your best players are going to be playing on other Overwatch League teams, it's like, eh, that makes sense. Yeah, and all the other teams fell off because nobody plays Overwatch anyway. Yeah. Like I, I yeah, I don't follow with the scene at all. I don't even know who won the last like actual Overwatch League championship, the the club championship. So like I, I couldn't even tell you who's good anymore. <laughs> it's it's just because it's just relevant in my mind. So that's that's not that weird. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. I know that the the San Francisco Shock were the best team mm-hmm. like recently, but that could have been like three years, two years ago by now. I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. I I don't even know. I don't even know how many teams are in the league. Like. Uh, yeah, and the, well, the pandemic fucked them too. I, I, I recall it came yeah. just as they were trying to go to like the localized whatever model. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. What's the conclusion? Hey, esports is dead. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. You want to talk? Speaking of talk de- something else, yeah. you want to wrap dead? up? Are you tired? Tired? If you're too tired, being caught. Uh. I think you said you wanted to talk about you wanted to complain about VAR, so so let's let's just do this before it gets too. Uh... Well, Keith, Keith said it as well. Hmm? Yeah, I have thoughts about technology okay. and sports. I'll right. I'll introduce we'll... this. Okay. Okay. Um. So, VAR Premier League watchers say it's still working badly and making games less enjoyable to watch. People who don't know, 
for a very long time, unlike almost all sports, soccer was very pure on the on the fact that it's just the referee and his assistant referees. There's no stoppages in play. There's no time stoppages. There's nothing. It's just 45 minutes of play plus, you know, additional time wastage time. And that's it. And then very the first thing that kind of went, and, and by the way, at a lot of the biggest clubs, uh, stadiums, mm-hmm. uh, unless they've been like rebuilt recently, they don't even have big screens. There's no big screen at, at Old Trafford. There's no big screen at Anfield. Hmm. And as far as I know, that's the same in uh, Real Madrid's stadium. And, the, and um, the only ones that aren't like that are like very newly built stadiums, such as um, Spurs Stadium, because Spurs want that stadium to be played, like be used for other things. Yeah, such NFL, as, uh, NFL. NFL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But for the most part, most of them don't have a big screen. Uh, so that's one one thing to keep in, keep in mind. Okay, a couple of years before, uh, probably 2014, because usually these big changes coincide with um, World Cups. Because the World right. Cup's kind of the testing bed for this. So the World Cup tested after a huge uproar in 2010. They tested uh, a, a hawk, the like the tennis version of hawk, uh, the tennis style oh, hawk okay. yeah. to check for when the ball passes the line for goal, yeah. goal situations, goal, goal line tech. Um, and that went, went very well. You got enacted. For the most part, most people seem pretty fine with that. Like, especially... Because there's been many situations, most famously, most recently, the Steven Gerrard goal against Germany in the World Cup in 2010 that kind of pushed this forward. Um, and, you know, it's, it's something that can be ver- done very quickly, verified very quickly. Um, and it, it's easy to check. The referee's wristwatch just buzzes and tells him it's past the line and they say it's a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one went well. But the next big thing and the one that a lot of people were pushing towards was VAR, VAR, which is, you know, video assistant referee, where there was replays involved and games could be taken back. You could go back in time. You could never go back in time before. The referee makes a decision. That's it. You know, know, sometimes the only real back in time thing is an advantage played, right? And they go back to a foul, possibly. That's about it. Yeah. But with the addition of VAR, the referee could go back, rewatch things, um... And also they could go back like multiple like sets of play even, you know, like a couple 30 seconds, you know, like if there was a foul early in the play. Um, and at the World Cup, I think it went pretty well. People were a bit annoyed about the speed of it. And speed of yeah. soccer has always been a big, big uh, talking point, right? Like right. the whole thing about soccer compared to every sport is there's no breaking play. There's no time for even a, you know, sponsorship, you know. Ad, ad breaks, you know, that's the whole thing. Every other sport that you can pretty much think of has, like, regular stops in play. So that was a big yeah. talking point. And then there was the whole, um, how do we use VAR? When do we use it? What are the situations we can use it in? But same thing that every sport went through, maybe, like, decades ago when they first introduced video referees into into their sports. And the big thing, as, as speaking from an Australian point of view, Versus, you know, I don't know how American sports do it, to be honest, um, is that VAR works independently from the broadcast in that the broadcast shares nothing other than like some angles, uh, like replaying some angles, but it doesn't show show any audio. They don't get the actual actual, uh, angle that VAR, the referees are seeing. VAR is looking at multiple angles, right, at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
Ah, okay. So like the referee is looking at it at something else entirely, and it could be the TV. But okay. Well, I, wait, well, this is actually a little bit complicated, I guess, because I thought like part of it was they're actually using the, the TV angles and all the cameras, like the the broadcaster is sending them to the HQ and they're using that as well, aren't they? Are they not? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they are so, using so, broadcast angles. Yeah, um, they're partially and, using and, that at least. Yeah. 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 So and then the the big the big thing is there like where where can they go get in and also when should they step in so so something that um you know has been talked about a lot especially in the EPL is a a clear and obvious error now something that you need to like kind of like balance when you when you got video referees is yeah. most of the rules are subjective right right some sort of some amount of contact is expected or some 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 like that some, some, some things that aren't subjective are like offside right you're either onside mm-hmm. or you're offside. There's no like, yeah. but even in that, there's been you know arguments and discussions held. Um, right. So there's even in like clear cut like you know black and white rules, there's still argument being held. And, yeah, yeah. And most recently, and this is where we get into the article, uh, just after giving the back- background, there was a huge mistake in a Liverpool versus Tottenham Hotspurs game where a Liverpool goal was disallowed due to a miscommunication. Between the referee and the assistant referee, VAR official, yeah, yeah, the VAR, sorry, video video referee. Um, so could you could you explain that? I actually I actually don't know what happened there. What was the, what was the mistake? So basically, it's like uh, I'm remembering a couple of weeks ago now, but essentially, yeah. the referee asked for the goal to be checked, but mm-hmm. he I'm not sure if he communicated it correctly or the video referee referee misheard it or didn't understand the question, but they. Th- the video ref essentially thought that the referee had given a goal, but the referee had actually oh. disallowed the goal. With the video so ref. The, so the referee had disallowed the goal, and the video okay. ref checked it, thinking that a goal had been given and that he was attempting to disallow the goal. Okay. But it was the other way around. So when he said that the check was complete, he said, you know, check's complete. Um, oh, okay, okay, yeah. and that's all he you're, said. You're, he didn't say like the the end com- product. Yeah, technically, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't say like their end result is a thing. Offside, yeah. you know, offside or goal, goal, goal. goal. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The play starts, and they realize the mistake that they've made because the play starts yeah. off a off a foul, and not mm-hmm. a of a, a you know center kick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, apparently the rules say like you can't stop the game at that point. That's what they yeah. say. Which mm-hmm. I mean, sure, but I feel like you should be like, "Yo, like hold up, a second, sorry, miscommunication, bring it back to the thing." Because they they were aware, like straight away they were aware of the problem. Okay, the rule says you, you can't VAR the VAR, basically. Basically, something like that. Yeah. Okay, and 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 beyond that one, that one's like a clear miscommunication, um, mm-hmm. and. So more recently in in England, they've started releasing audio after mm-hmm. the fact, and they don't release audio for everything, but they've chosen specific ones. That one specifically, they probably wouldn't have released except for the huge out out outcry about it. But for the yep. most part, a lot of the problems with VAR come through subjectivity, um, the length of time it takes to make a to make a decision, and I think yeah. the fans dislike the whole like for, for offsides. I think it's something that you kind of it exists in other sports right like but the difference is in soccer there may only be just one goal yeah so so the build up of tension and the release of tension 
is a big part of soccer. Right. Whereas, you know, let's let's say let's say in tennis, right? When they you, yep. you know, they review a shot. There's going to be yeah, a thousand other shots. You know what I mean? Right. Like, okay, he missed that shot. Maybe it was a very important shot, but still there's a thousand mm-hmm. other shots in the game. It, it, if if your team celebrates a goal in the 91st minute and it's 1-0 and it's a huge, yep. you know, outlay of emotion and then, you know, after three, four minutes of VAR checking every angle and we'll get into yep. like the whole technology problem as well. Uh, they pull it back and they say, you know, you've taken off your shirt, you're celebrating with the crowd. They bring it back for a goal kick or for offside it's kind of mm. like very deflating yeah i yeah, I, is, I, I agree with ahead. that like this no, is sorry. like what i was what i wanted to get at is that i feel like in every other sport technology is fine like baseball the nfl the nba tennis like like it's all fine and only in soccer does it feel bad and i think it has to do with like the pace of the game and constantly being on and then you're like i I, it just like it feels way worse to have something overturned or corrected in soccer than it does in any other sport even compared to american football because american football it's like it really it happens all the time right the announcers are like People, the announcers, they they're afraid to like uh, make the call because they're like, ah, oh, fuck, this, this is one hundred percent going to get reviewed. So they're always like, you know, was he inbounds? You know, was it a catch? Was it not a catch? I feel like football has has this problem a lot, though. I think I think American football fans complain about this a ton because they don't because like maybe they, it's just being like accustomed to it or whatever. But between like the coaches' challenges and then the scoring plays being under review, and within two minutes, you know, you have like the upstairs review and stuff like that. Like it, there's something about it that just, it never feels as bad. Sorry, when you say two minute review, what do you mean by that? So at the two minutes left in the half and two minutes left in the game. Oh, you mean uh, mean NBA? Oh, you mean that's NBA? That's that's not NFL though. No, no, no. It's NFL. The the scoring plays uh, are booth reviewed. There's you, there's no coaches challenges for uh, scoring plays in the last two minutes. Okay, so they right. disable the whole coach challenge. How many coaches yeah. challenges are there? Uh, again, two each half, I, I think, or something like that. I don't know if it's changed lately. The, the thing is, right? There are so many natural pauses in in NFL versus in soccer. Yeah, yeah. That's why, I, and I think it's it's the same with like. Um, like reviewing where a ball hit in baseball, right? To see if it's like a home run or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's naturally going to be that that break there regardless uh at the end of the play that it mm-hmm. it just it feels more natural for it to happen versus I don't know. in soccer. I think it feels equally bad because like I said, it's like you know that it's bad when the when even the announcers are feeling it because like they're afraid to make the big like touchdown call in, in, in certain moments when it's like when it's a 50 50 ball they're like off like they know and the fans know that they can't really celebrate it yet because like they they automatically know this is going to go to the booth and someone's going happens. to take us like a, a minute to realize like yeah that, what, that, was, hap- what, that happens what, in NRL, NRL quite often too especially yeah, in the way the game is played yeah I don't think so. I think I think it's fine. I think the way the announcers have it and the whole like tension rising as the check is happening is quite natural in NRL. 
And I think well, the big part of it is, and the difference, yeah. and, and I was kind of touching on it, the, the big part of it in NRL is you get direct communication between the referee and the via, the video referee. And right, what that to... means is you feel like you're part of it. Whereas mm-hmm. in soccer, especially, you know, if you're at home, yeah, you do get to watch the replays, right? right. And it might not be the exact same replay that they're watching. It might not. Uh, it's unclear yeah. whether it's, it's, it's kind of been like debated whether it's the same. As far as I can yeah. tell, it is, but they're also watching more than what is being shown because they have multiple screens. Right. Um, well, in that well, in that case, you're 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 saying that the the process is wrong, but the concept itself isn't wrong. Is that, is that what you're saying? In soccer, no, no, there are other issues. But what I mean is that mm-hmm. in 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 other sports, uh, when mm-hmm. when you feel like you're part of it, that helps. You know, you get mm-hmm. to see it. You also, get, but if you're at the ground, you can't hear the referee and the video referee. You can't see the replays that they're watching. You're just standing there. Oh, you mean if you're if you're literally there, if you're like, if, if, if you're, you're at the ground, you can't watch yeah, any yeah. replays. There's no there's no there's no big screen. All you get is the little like um, LED ca- like counter that says VAR check in progress. That's all you get, mm. like a little box screen that just says that, and you're just waiting. And the re- the players are waiting, and everyone's just waiting. The players can't watch the replays as well, and it just feels so deflating to then mm. just stand there. And even if it gets given, like the the immediate out, outlay isn't as much. Whereas I feel like maybe it is a it is a process of fans getting used to it, and maybe eventually fans will get used to celebrating twice. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't really thinking about it from the t- from the live point of view. I was thinking about it as a TV product. It's terrible do- for live. It's terrible. Okay. But but I'm, I'm just saying that in terms of like if people got so used to it in rugby and other sports, then I feel like this is almost like an inevitability of getting used to it. And it's just because like it's it hasn't been in soccer, but once people get used to it, because I I think like on some fundamental level, I don't think it's any particularly worse in soccer just because it's allegedly more free flowing. I think it's like equally as bad in soccer as it is in baseball, basketball, and like American football. I just think it's like anti technology in general. I'm not anti technology, but no, no. Uh, but I, I mean, like, would you rather just rely on the human element of the referees and then just leave it at that? Um, no, I'm, I, 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 like, hmm, this, this is a, it's a hard question to ask. Uh, I like it in concept, but I, I also agree that this is like, this is a problem of execution. Basically the concept's good, but you, you gotta like make the process better. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I do feel like there is an argument to be made for like not having it at all, just whatever happens happens. And if there's a blown call, there's a blown call and you just have to live with it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, uh. It's like the UFC. It's like, ah, was that an eye gouge? I'm not, not sure, but this, this guy's knocked out now. I guess, I guess we can't replay it. Yeah. What? One of the funny things... I don't know if this is funny, but... Uh, so, Wax, I, just, just to say, mm-hmm. sorry, when you talk about technology, mm-hmm. right, Is what yeah. is your problem with it? Is your problem the no. fact that it... Like, is your problem the fact no, that it I, takes too long? Is the problem... Yeah, yeah. It, like, it, be specific. It takes too long. No, no, it, it it takes too long, and uh, actually, I and from from what you said about how it works in uh, the Premier League, it's probably it's not transparent enough. I, I think the process they use in uh, and the thing is in NFL, it's not that it's not really transparent either. But uh, wait, NFL, do they do they give you the the view from the, the from the referees? I, I forgot what they. I, I don't. I think they use a TV view. So I'm not. 100% sure yeah, I don't know now. if they I don't know if they show you ex- exactly what 
like the refs are looking at in real time, but they like on broadcast and on the big screens in the stadium, I'm pretty sure they they like replay all the broadcast angles, right? Yeah, to they try give you, to they like give... help you be able to yeah. make the call and see what happens. Yeah, they give you they give you a pretty good view. Is is, is from from what I can recall, it's it's, it's not that bad. Yeah, because they have you know they have the sideline cameras, they have the overhead cameras and stuff, the suspended yeah. cameras and stuff like that. So yeah, uh yeah, so, so yeah, because mainly it's, it's about process. Like I, I don't mind like using it in, in general, but the process of like does it take too long? And in the NBA, I think that's the big problem. It takes way too long. But then again, you could argue that if you want to get it right, you, you know, the, you know, it's uh, that's so sort like, of the all of it, right? The, the calls are also like way different in the NBA too, right? Because all you're yeah. really reviewing are like goaltending and fouls and like yeah, maybe yeah. an out of bounds. Right. I, I think inherently that's sort of like one of the things that may not that you can't fix in a certain sense because you're using VAR because you want to get it right. But if you, if you want to get it right, then you have to spend a lot of time on it. So it's one of those things where it's like, oof, I, I don't know if you can like successfully uh, attain both goals of making it quick and making it accurate. Like those th- those two things might be inherently at odds with each other. Yeah, and it's like in especially in the NBA, you're getting like when it is a foul you're mm-hmm. getting like i don't i don't know if i would say like highly subjective but you're getting like yeah. pretty subjective calls being reviewed yeah. by the right. same e- person e- who made the call right even even if it's like even if it was uh yeah even if you slow down on video it, it, sometimes it doesn't help you at all like it doesn't actually like make it any more obvious yeah so so, so that's so talk, talking about slowing down things on video um yeah. The good thing about something like goal line technology is it's literal lasers. It's and there's like a detector in the yeah, ball. There's there's yeah, that's no automatic. Yeah. It's automatic, yeah. right? Um, the problem with something like offside, which is something that happens on pretty much every goal, like most goals mm-hmm. are set up in a like a lot of goals are set up in a way where you're playing on on the razor's edge. You're playing on a nice mm-hmm. edge of like onside versus offside because it's extremely hard to score in soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to play these plays. So almost every goal requires, at the very least, a off- offside onside check. Um, and when you get to these extremely close, and, and you can find videos and like checkups of these, but where essentially there's millimeters of decision making, what are you using to make these calls? You're, you're using 60 FPS, you know, cameras that a millimeter of like space, like you know, thinking about like sp- like speed, right? Like these people are moving faster than. The frame, like just because you chose a certain frame, like you have to choose the frame where the ball perfectly leaves a player's foot, and the frame where these guys are in line with each other, and you're not dealing with you're dealing with um, camera angles, right? Like the camera isn't yeah. directly in line with these people, right? Yeah, I, so, I, I think in those cases, yeah, in those cases, the technology is isn't sufficient to the task. You know, I, I feel like yeah, it might be just better to reserve it for things that can be done automatically via like machines and not leave it to like human subjective reviewing a videotape because things also look way different in like slow motion than in real time right yeah that's something that a lot of people make reference to so you get to that point where the the biggest problem i think that fans have with far is it takes too long yeah um the things like the time mostly yeah but the subjectivity is is a good point to make because once you add multiple people into it, the rules, subjectivity of rules matters so much, right? Like like every right. every second, a referee in 
the EPL is making a decision on a tackle. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, did this guy was this a sufficient use of force when they when they tackled somebody? You know, uh, uh, is this person, um, you know, like there's so many subjective things, and then beyond that, there's like red cards and yellow cards, and you got to deal with that as well. Like, oh, yeah. is this red card sufficient? Is this forceful enough to be a red card? Um, stuff like that. And and to get to that point, once you introduce multiple referees, everybody has a different, like, expectation, a barrier. Okay? So I, I think a lot, a lot of people at the start had this problem with, hey, we get it. Like, a lot of people feel that the problem is, and it's probably the same in every game. This is how it is in our role. Um, the refs on the field are also the refs in the VAR box. What I mean is they're the same group of people. Mm. And what that means is people had the theory that, hey, like you, you don't want to like make your fellow referee look bad. And this isn't just like conspiracy right. theory. A ref who retired said this. He said oh, yeah. that yeah. the reason I didn't make him go to up to the big screen is because I wanted to save him um, from criticism. One of the refs said this, like a retired mm. ref said yeah. that about a, a right. fellow ref. So, so there's right. a bit of like protect your protect your own kind of thing. And I'm right. not here a... to say that referee refereeing is an insane job. I would never be a fucking ref. That's such a stupid job. Yeah, like it, you you get no plaudits. You just get shit on for everything. Doesn't matter if you're right. Half of the people are still going to shit on you. Yes, yeah, in any given some situation. places will murder you. Yeah, yeah, in some places you'll be fucking dead. Um. So some people said that the problem is the refs are the same. They need to be separated. You know, there, there needs to be a VAR ref group and there needs to be a regular, like, on-field ref group. I don't know if that'll help. Uh, and the other thing was a lot of people pushed was for, for the referee to go and watch the clip. Some some decisions are done by VAR. They just say, this is a red card. Give the red card. Some are like, mm-hmm. yo, like, we're, we think you should take a second look at it and make your own mind up. And people yeah. wanted them to push that angle more. But the problem with that is, then you've got ref, you've got VAR watching this clip, deciding if it's worth you watching it. Then you got to go watch it again. Yeah. In which case, what's the point? Like you're yeah. adding even more time. Why don't you yeah, just send yeah. the refs it's, and watch it? Yeah. Is, is what's it, the point it, of VAR? Well, just make the ref do everything. Right. When, whenever there's like a, a element of human judgment, it's gonna get. You, there's a chance of fucking it up. So like. It, Unless you're doing stuff that's like perfectly like machine decided, there's always going to be an element of like human judgment that potentially messes up the decision. Although yeah. here's the thing, though. So uh, I forgot who it was, but like uh, one of the NBA executives, he did an interview on a podcast, and he said something along the lines of like, "Hey, like, why are he was asked like, why are you introducing so much of this uh, new video review technology and like chal- and coaches challenges and stuff like this that make the game longer and like harder to watch." And his mm-hmm. review, his uh, response is very interesting because he said, like, hey, when we do, like, focus groups with people, gen- apparently the the plus and minuses of it, when you, when you weigh it out, people prefer that you get it right. So the positive of getting it right, people enjoy that more than the idea of, like, having to wait for a long time. So they're, they're just basically saying it's not perfect, but this is better than an alternative. And I'm, like, I'm trying to think about this, and I'm not sure if I totally agree. Is that the sense you get from fans? You think most people would agree I, that hey, I would rather wait like two minutes on every play than like have a game decided by like a blown, like obvious blown call. Well, the, the thing is, right, right. When you yeah. when you think back to like old old soccer games, right, and you think about the classic yeah. soccer games, yeah. there are plenty of situations where a player was clearly offside and he never yeah. got caught, 
And then after a few months, it gets forgotten. And the right. result was the result. All that matters yep. is the end result. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes back and says, and you know, other than the salty fans of, of a team, maybe, like I still go back and complain about some bullshit call in 2009 that cost Paramount yep. Eels the grand final. Other than those yep. people, everyone just remembers the result. Yep. In, so in which actually, case, uh, you could make the argument. Yeah, but, but yeah. So, so that's actually, why I thought like, the question I was going to ask though was that, like, for ads specifically, like watching Man United play, does it make do you? That at all. <laughs> does it does it does it change anything about the way you feel? For like, if so, let's say the ref makes a call that doesn't go your way, and you're like, "That's bullshit," right? Like, clearly mm-hmm. that that call should go our way but then they go to var or whatever and var upholds the call does that change the way you feel about the call at all you're like okay well now there's like you know the technology says it was the right call so clearly it's wouldn't wouldn't the better example be like you you got a goal scored on you and then like the var like disallows it because the guy was offside no because then you then it's in your favor of course you're gonna feel better about it yeah, but I'm just saying trying, when the call is not in your favor, and then oh. you're like disputing it, so, so and, but it's u- say, upheld not in your favor. Are you then like, oh well, the technology said it wasn't in yeah, our favor, so now uh, it's okay. I don't. I don't think most fans are like that. But I get what you're trying to say. You're basically trying to say is, you know, if two people think that way, then it, it lends credibility to the decision, right? Because because the problem is like a lot of these players are plays are being made at like high speeds. The referee's view might be blocked by a player standing in the way, you know, like st- stuff like that happens. You know, the, yeah. the, the referee's human, um, and these players are extremely fast, and these things are happening at such fast speeds. Um, but the, the problem with that theory is that fans have an opinion, and it's been backed up by some people, like revealing things that the refs defend each other, like they protect their own. Mm, so yeah. in which case. Most, a lot of people think VAR at the moment, VAR has no credibility. And that's the probably the biggest problem with VAR in the EPO at the very least. And I think right. for the most part, that sentiment is shared like shared across across things. The, the, for example, in the NRL, for the most part, people like uh, you know vi- vi- video referees. They dislike the fact that subjectivity is such a big part of it. But I don't think there's a way to remove it because they've tried to rewrite rules to remove subjectivity, but it just made everything worse. Yeah. It just like So subjectivity is just a natural part of the game. Yeah, yeah it makes right. the rules more complicated and like it, it makes things stupid. Like lo- like logically a, a a a foul that had no impact upon the play gets called because it was a foul technically. But like right. it's happened like fifty meters away from the actual try being scored. Because I was gonna say even like even as a casual watcher, right? Like if I if I see something happen, like an offsides call or whatever, and I'm like rooting for the team and they get called offsides and then it goes to VAR and VAR's like, yeah, it was offsides. I'm still like, this is a, that's bullshit. It wasn't offsides. Like I just disagree with VAR regardless of like it could even, even if, it, if it's clearly offsides, that's different. But if it's like, if it's like at, at all close, I'm just like, yeah, this is still bullshit. I don't believe what you're saying, regardless of the technology you're using. Mm-hmm. I think that's possible, but for the most part, um, it's something that people realized 
there's just a very very low trust factor in VAR at the moment in the EPL. Right. I think that matters right. a lot. Like if, if if the fans have no trust in the process anyways, then it doesn't matter if you get it right or wrong because nobody believes yeah. it. In which case, yeah. this is completely useless. What's yeah. the point? Right. And so that, the, that's the, another theory. The other theory, mm-hmm. sorry, just to say this, the other theory is that the referees want VAR to look bad and that they're personally making it look bad so that they would go back to the old way because it puts less pressure on them. And right. we go back to the whole, oh, well, you know, it happened. Like, sh- shit happens. You know, he missed it. So what? You, yeah. you know, the whole, um, it evens out in the end. You yeah. guys ever hear that one? Like, oh, like, you know, over the course of a season, it evens out in the end. And that's especially important. But, it, it, you know, it kind of, like, falls apart when, like, hey, this is the grand final. Yeah, this, this is this is this is clearly Manchester United fans who 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 really really liked getting all those fucking bullshit calls, all that bias like, refereeing. Like for, for example, only, right? only a Manchester United fan would claim that it evens out in the end. To, to go back, to go back to the Liverpool yeah. decision, which was the the real like flare flare up moment. There have been other things, but that one was such a clear error. You know, it's yeah. a subjective call. Yeah. There was an error in process as well. Which yeah, destroy the credi- yeah, it destroy the credibility. Yeah, it destroy the credibility of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, um, it does sound like this is mostly a, a process implementation issue than like people actually like fundamentally caring about technology. It's it's almost a, it sounds like almost a hundred percent like an issue of, of execution. Yeah, for that specific example, yeah. Um. So so yeah, then to go back into the situation, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like Liverpool, the the game continues, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not like. There were other chances for Liverpool to win. You could say, yeah, like mm-hmm. sure, it was supposed to be a goal, but you you could have still won. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was a, there was a situation in the NRL where a rule was improperly implemented, um, yeah. and so so you know how there's coaches review in the NRL. Yeah. There are no coaches review, but there is player captain review. The captain can yeah. call for okay. a review, mm-hmm. and the captain called for a review, but the referee had already called for the end of the game. Ah, okay. <laughs> But so, so he, he yeah, and so this is the end of the game. It's like game over. Team A one. Mm-hmm. The referee still gives them the challenge, and the challenge gives them a, a kind of dubious penalty. But you know, it's kind of subjective, right? Okay. And a then to win. off that off that penalty, they kick the goal and they win the game. Okay. This is a situation no. where, it like it's not like hey you had a chance to win. It literally decided the chan- the result of the game. Right. It was, was it correct. No, it was, uh, was it correct? It was well by the laws. Like the game's over, you can't go back. Was it correct? Depends on who you ask. I don't think oh. it was. I think, I think it was kind of bullshit. So, so it wasn't even a situation where you can make a clear cut call on the on the video replay because even if you video replayed it, it was also still subjective. Yes. Okay, was it one of those things where it's like like improper tackling. It's like, oh, you know, like you you brought this guy down with too much force, and it's, it's, you're basically just like calling a foul or not calling a foul. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, th- th- yeah th- those those are tough because like th- those those are the ones where like it's subjective. Even if you add like the extra uh, on second viewing, it doesn't get any easier. I feel. Yeah. So that, that, that has happened. And so, so with VAR, I think the big push right now is not, not many people are asking for the complete removal of VAR yet. Yeah. yeah and so we can improve, get... Improve, we, we haven't yeah, even gotten to the new 
Yeah, in- improve your transfer. Yeah, I, the thing is, like, again, going back to what the NBA official said, I, I do think that most people in, like, a vacuum, if you just ask them, hey, should we do video review of calls to make sure the calls are correct? I think most people's inclination would be to say yes, because, you know, everyone wants the calls to be right, right? But you don't think and, the implications are And people are like, understand we're, 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 how fast the game is. Yeah. How hard it is for, for a human to referee it. Yeah, but, but people don't, when, when you ask that question simply, I, I can see why people are in favor of more technology. But then if, when you try to implement it in a real game, it's like a lot trickier and a lot more difficult. And then maybe but at that point, the downsides are, they outweigh the accuracy. It's like, hey, we'll, we'll eat a few bad calls, just speed the game up. So we, so we the, watching the last couple of minutes of the game isn't such a slog. So I can see it both ways, I guess. Yeah, I think, non- I think at this point... I'm very non-committal point, about it. Yeah. At this point, the, the big improvement is they want process to be improved. They want it to be more yeah. transparent. And yeah. I think after that, you can... The, the, yeah, I don't think anyone's sports, like a Luddite. There are. There are definitely purists. Okay, there are, but those are the minority. I feel like most fans, they want some VAR. They just want people to do it well. And I think that's that's mm-hmm. probably the popular opinion, right? Yeah, it's okay I, to do I some review. I think eventually we're going to get to the point where mm-hmm. offside... Like the money will be put into it so that offside is like instantaneous the way that um uh, yeah at, doable like, via yeah with the yeah, like, optical there, camera there'll be like a, a camera like following yeah. the following the game on the sideline and every game at the big yeah. big leagues anyways it'll get to that point well, until then this is as good as we'll get right oh, and you the, know you know what for... that's just just on, just on a tangent about that so this season in the NBA they started uh, using optical cameras to automatically decide whether something is goaltending. Or basket interference, you know those rules, right? If, if the ball is on, yeah, yeah. is hanging on, hanging on the cylinder, you can't technically touch it can't unless touch it's fully it, yeah. out. Unless it's fully out, I think this is one of those rules where, like, the, re- the way the referees were doing it, just because of optical illusions. I don't. I think this is going to be one of those things where people are like, "Oh shit!" Like, we actually want it to be inaccurate because that's our. That's actually the understanding of basketball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they do, when you do 100 exactly. accurately with, with like actual like video sight lines. The the standards are like way stricter than they sh- than you you're used to so, them being. So, that's so what I feel the offside, I feel like, yeah, the offside. offside. I feel like now. if you do it purely by like cameras, I think people are going to realize, oh shit! Like everyone was actually actually everyone was fucking offside. If you were doing so it many times by, offsides, but then yeah, but yeah. then you said the game changes and people don't play on the razor's edge anymore because yeah. before you can play at that, that level because because that sucks. Then it's a crapshoot. It's a, yeah, a, a crapshoot. That'll lower goal scoring. That, that, that'll make the game worse, I think, yeah, if, if you affect the game that way. If you're a sideline referee, right, you are yeah. one person. You have to look at when the ball's being released, stay in line with the last man, and look at when that last where that last man is in the same yeah. fraction of a second. It's not possible. A, a close right. a close offside call is a guess. Right, yeah. From an offside, like, from a, from a ref, yeah. referee. It's, it's, yeah. it's not possible for him. It's a guess. In which case, yeah, no, exactly. in the old in the old days, you're playing the law of averages, right? Right. Like some of these aren't going to get called. That's just how it's yeah. going to be. I might have been mm-hmm. technically offside. Now we're getting to the point of it's so close that fans actually hate the way it's being applied because mm-hmm. they think it's not within the spirit of the rule. And the rule was kind of put in to like make sure players didn't just stand next to the goalkeeper all game. Yeah, exactly. No, but I, now no, like, I agree. With how that. much of an yeah. advantage does it really make? For this guy's shoulder to be in front of the other guy's shoulder, 
by like a half a millimeter. And so now fans want an introduction of leniency of like, say like 10 millimeters, right? Mm -hmm. If you're within that 10 millimeter band, you're still right. outside, even though technically you're offside, but then he just kind of pushes. Right. But he's pushing but, you one way. But I agree with that because you, you want the game to be played the way uh, it was always played. And if that meant that we were previously inaccurately applying the rule, well, that's, that's, that's beyond the point. We don't retract, we don't change the game to fit a version of the rules that we had never kept in the first place, right? It, it just meant mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah, because that wasn't the game that was actually being played. You want VAR to help the game be played the way it, w it was being played. It, it shouldn't change the rules. So, that, yeah, that's the thing about offsides. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it works. So I, I do hope they introduce some, like, or maybe, I mean, if with some programming, you can introduce a fuzziness, right? Whether it's 10 centimeters mm -hmm. or whatever, you, you can introduce a fuzziness. Although that, that would be very... Uh, I don't know how people feel about that at like a philosophical level, but I mean, like, I, I don't hate it in some sort of like conceptual sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I also wanted to say the the example you gave of the captain's challenge and the NRL, uh, like yeah. deciding the game or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's the reason why the NFL doesn't allow coaches' do challenges at two minutes before the right. end of the half or the game. All those decisions are just strictly left up to the replay official. Yeah, that makes sense. They have the the either the command center uh, or the replay official on site has to. They're they're monitoring every play within the last two minutes of the half in the game, and if yeah. they determine something needs to be reviewed, they'll do it. But the coaches, nobody like on the on either team can make that call. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. I feel like in general we're we're kind of in agreement here that not, none of us are like people who don't want VAR at all. We just want them to do it well and not incompetently. But from what I hear, the Premier League introduced it and did it about as incompetently as possible, which is not surprised mm, to be honest. Basically, yeah, I think I mean, the Hawkeye is the best sports technology. Yeah, that's also yeah, the, the player easiest challenges, one to and then oh, it's like fun. When oh, the ball was traveling across, and then you see yeah. where the marks on the the court on the screen. That's the oh, best shout out, technology. Shout out to cricket, cricket for actually having the best uh, use of technology. Even that's the, so subjective. I, I I like I like having the sound waves to decide whether the sound passed. wave is the most jank shit. Everyone I hates love, that, and they I love, so many people. I love it. I love it. I say love it. that it's such BS, and they can't believe that it still gets used. And actually. In some in it, some tournaments, yeah. it's not allowed to be used. Why is it inaccurate? Because you can't tell when the ball's hitting your finger, uh, like when it's hitting a pad or yeah. your bat. Like yeah. if your bat and pad are so close to each other, all it tells you is uh -huh. that it hit something. And then there's some BS that... about how you can tell the difference between the sound, but sometimes you just can't. Sometimes it sounds so close. I don't know. This this sounds like you being like an anti technology person. I'm I'm sure like there's no some man. That one is the jankiest shit. I hate every oh god. It it works like it tells you that there's a sound, but it doesn't tell you the origin of it. And they show you this front on and all this trashy side on. I can't I can't believe like audiophile ads the, would deny that you can you can analyze a sound wave and know whether a sound's accurate or not. Come on. Where the where, where the ball is a fucking blur because this guy's bowling at 160 kilometers an hour and the ball's blurred about 30 centimeters, so you can't tell where the fucking ball is. And this is how they're making the decision. Man, you're so wrong. And I I feel like some someone like you should appreciate the accuracy and the general like level of detail you can get to with audio technology. 
you of all people should, should recognize this. I'm, I'm sure there's like a, a lot of science went into this to analyze these waveforms and know exactly what, what is a bat, what is a pad, what's a mixture of a bat and a pad. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is 100% accurate. I, tr I trust the audio technicians more than anything. All right. Okay. All right, let's wrap up, I guess. Yeah, let's wrap up. All right. Okay, songs of the week. I haven't chosen mine, so you guys go first. Okay. Uh, Doc, I think. All right. I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to go with Elvis's cover of Bridge Over Troubled Water. And the reason I'm picking this song is because I went to someone's uh, Friendsgiving, and they were playing some songs. And I guess in because there's no uh, traditional Thanksgiving songs, so to speak of, someone just arrived at Elvis because... I'm all American. I don't know. I, I, I sort of got the logic and I sort of didn't. But I, whatever. Elvis is Elvis is good is good. So I I I can't complain. If you want if you want to say Elvis is the most quintessential American artist, I'm I'm not gonna like, argue with you. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Anyway, it, it was playing during it was playing during uh, Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I forgot that Elvis was a uh, well, man, not not forgot, but like you know, reminded me. Oh yeah, Elvis Elvis is pretty, is pretty pretty good performer. So there we go. Okay. Right. I don't know. Although... I don't know if this. I don't know if this is on Spotify. It might only be on YouTube because like, I don't know if you made the album version. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know if this is like a live only or what. Okay. Anyway. All right. My song is is quick because it's uh it's put on by Young Jeezy featuring the old Kanye. Oh. Um, what a classic and song. It's a song that I was gonna choose like I don't know two months ago or something like that, and I just never got back around to actually choosing it. It's always in my my recommended on on YouTube whenever I'm like looking at a music video or something. So finally, just put it on the playlist. Classic mm -hmm. Uh My song is "Black Ego" by Diggable Planets. Uh, kind of an old hip hop. Are they a duo or is it three people? I don't remember. Is it a group? I have no, no idea. idea. This even is trio. Song. Trio. It's a trio. I thought, I thought, no, I thought no it was idea. Three <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're like one of the quintessential starters of like jazz rap, you know, at the same time as Tribe Called Quest, who are probably the more famous of the, of that era and type of music, but good, mm. good, good song. It's really slow, but it's really, really calming and sparse in the amount of rapping there is in it, but it's still pretty good. Groups so involved in the formation of jazz rap include, included a Tribe Called Quest, Digable, Digable Planet, De La Soul, Gangstar, The Roots, Jungle Brothers, and Dream Warriors. I'm pretty sure the group you chose is the only one I haven't heard of from that list. I've heard like a couple of songs, but more recently it started getting recommended to me. I've listened to it. It's pretty good. Pretty decent. But I, I think the thing about it is it's very light on the hip-hop, the amount of rapping. It's a lot mm. more instrumental um, and more singing involved, so probably why... It's not as popular. I see. Nice. So definitely uh, that one to listen. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so, anyways, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. uh, if you'd like to support us monetarily, we can go to www.coffee. We got a coffee. Yeah, I, shout I, out. Sh shout out. We got a shout out coffee. Felix with a coffee. He bought us a coffee. Where is it? I'm trying to find the, the post, but now I can't find it. Um, he said it was to support my... Um, Shibuya meltdowning adventures, but since I'm taking a sabbatical from drinking for the next three hours, 
Uh, I shan't be using on that. <laughs> Three hours. But if you'd like okay. to... <laughs> Look, I'm not making any promise. It's Saturday night. Come on, man. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you'd like to support us monetarily, you can go to www.coffee.ko-fi.com slash thejujus. Thanks to Felix again for supporting the quad. And, you know, it's going to keep us going for at least another 10 episodes. I'm guaranteeing it. Thanks to this coffee donation, there's 10 more episodes of Wax Out Full. You heard it here first. Hmm. After that, we don't know. <laughs> of course. Look, Wait, look it, it might be 10 episodes over 10 years. We never know. What what what, what, what do you commit to? Do you commit 10 more episodes? Yeah, 10 more yeah, episodes. All right. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, we've done 135. That's, come on, 10 more. That, 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 that sounds workable. Yeah. We're not doing once a week anymore anyway, so like... That's what the yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you maybe next week. Peace. Mm-hmm.